Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Football season officially underway for Ohio State commits. While the Buckeyes getting ready to go to Indiana to take on the Hoosiers, Letterman Row will be on the road to take on a recruiting uh, assignment, so to speak. Matt Parker on the other side of that screen. I'm Spencer Holbrook, of course. This is the Letterman Lounge. Pull up a chair, grab a drink, whatever you need to do. Settle in and get comfy because we are here to talk Ohio State recruiting. We're back, Matt. Uh, back like we never left. Uh, We've never been more back, as I've said this week, uh, on Letterman Row programming. Uh, it's good to be here in the lounge, uh, kicked back and uh, hanging out with you. Yeah, I got my I got my seat divot back and all situated, you know. But a good spot on the couch, you know. I'm not sitting on my couch, but you get the point. It's nice to be back. Uh, so let's dive into it. Uh, a couple weeks into the high school football season now, uh, the smoke has cleared from Aaron Nolan, uh, putting a dagger through uh, Julian Lewis and uh, a bunch of high schoolers a couple weeks ago. Um, you've seen some linemen. You've seen Garrett Stover, uh, the Ohio State linebacker commit. You've you've been around. You're getting around, Matt. Um, and so let's talk about it. You've seen some of these commits. How do they look? Uh, are they are the future Bucks good? I would say yes. They were they were good last year when they earned their offers. They they were good when they committed. And just a little bit of a spoiler, they're good now. <laughs> they, they're, they're much better now, quite honestly. Uh, last weekend, uh, the weekend before week one, also known as week zero, um, I hit the road for two games, took in Garrett Stover and Vic Walnut last Friday. And then this past Sunday, I watched offensive line commits 
and twin brothers, Deontay and Devontae Armstrong uh, of St. Edward up there in Lakewood, take on good counsel from just outside of the D.C. area in Maryland. Uh, and I'll start with Stover really quickly. Um, not not the result that he and Big Walnut wanted against Upper Arlington, another Columbus powerhouse program, if you will. But uh, I was so impressed, not at his physical skills, because he's kind of a freak, just a little bit. Uh, playing that Mike linebacker for Big Walnut this year, played well last year and spent his two first years of high school playing safety. He's put on considerable weight. Uh, looks more like a linebacker now, but he still has that safety speed. So him at the high school game is it's a nightmare for opposing defensive coordinators. He looks like, I mean, not to, this is a big name, but he looks like a high school Pete Warner out there. And I think that's kind of what he's going to be like at Ohio state. I've been beating that drum for a while now. He just has that speed. He has that physical makeup. Um, but what I was really impressed about his game last Friday was the mental aspect, just getting guys lined up, uh, calling shifts, doing all of these things, and then calling out the plays before they happen. I mean, it happened. It felt like every, every single play I could hear him, uh, I, I, that I could hear him. He was calling out the play and sure enough, that's the exact play that they were running. And, I'm standing there and after two or three times of seeing this, I'm like, all right, this kind of reminds me of, of Luke Keekley. Everyone has seen every NFL film footage of, of Luke Keekley calling out plays and, and doing all of this and that. And when I talked to him after the game, I, I asked him the question. I was just like, you know, you're, you're calling out plays and you're doing all this. And I'm like, where has all of that come from? And he pointed out that, uh, this past spring, when Ryan Day visited his high school, he was really harping on uh, film study. And then this is according to according to Garrett, that Ryan told a story about his time at Boston College, which overlapped with Luke Keekley's time at Boston College. And uh, this isn't to toot my own horn with player comparisons and, and analysis. This uh this is a real life anecdote that happened. And uh, he, Stover is now just really inspired to watch film. Like he's watching a TV show that he's really into. I don't know if he's into any TV shows right now. I did not ask. That did not seem important. But he he just watches film. They upload uh, their, their opponent's film on Sundays. That's typically how it works for most high schools. And uh, – He's the first guy that's watching, and he knows that because the coaches tell him that. So when you have when your best player is also your hardest working player, that's a really good thing. And I think that is going to continue once he gets to Ohio State in January. Now tell me about the Armstrongs. I texted you during during that game while you had just finished doing some a weekend long project, uh, saying that they're impressive. Like, they are night and day difference of where they were at this point a year ago. Ohio State played the long game in their evaluation and scouting of the Armstrong Twins. And it looks like it's paying off. I mean, you everyone has – I feel like everyone has seen the graphics of that St. Edward offensive line. They're all 
either 300 pounds or cl- pushing 300 pounds. Uh, but specifically looking at, I want to start off with Deontay Armstrong, the tackle of the brothers. He had some pretty tough assignments up against good counsel. They have four-star defensive end Darian Mayo, who's committed to Clemson, once upon a time Ohio State target. And uh, Darian Mayo is like a true 6'8", by the way. Like, he looks like a power forward playing football. It was kind of funny, actually. He, he almost looked out of place because he was like, just so tall, you know? And I'm like, all right. Well, he's got three inches over a guy that's 6'5". And uh, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm eager to see this. But you see that first that first kick slide, shoot the hands, and it was just like routine. I mean, it, it was routine for Deontay Armstrong. And I was so impressed. He has great length. Uh, for being on the shorter end of six five, um, and just be able to move how he does with this weight gain. That's the thing that, that has impressed me this entire past weekend. Actually, all these, all three of those guys have put on considerable weight, and they still move like they don't have that weight, which goes to show that they are Division One prospects, regardless of Ohio State or not. Like you have to be able to put weight on and still move like you didn't do it. And all three of them have. Um, so multiple times last Sunday, Deontay Armstrong put on an island against another Power 5 commit and handled his business. Uh, made Darian Mayo kind of run the ring a little bit, a little bit of football thing there. Uh, and then you look at Devontae Armstrong, gets the benefit of being an interior offensive lineman. He's the left guard on that St. Ed's offensive line. And uh, the benefit of being an interior offensive lineman is that you get help. Uh, you can run combos where you're working up to the next level with the guy on your inside. In his case, that's going to be the center. And uh, his intelligence really, really was showcased. They would Anytime they would run kind of those combos or dives or anything where it's going to be two guys on a double team and then someone is splitting to the next level, when it was his opportunity or his responsibility to split off of that double team and go hit a linebacker, Man, he just hit linebackers. It was it was very satisfying to watch. So if you're Ohio State that still wants to implement the run game as an important thing, uh, you got you got to feel pretty good about this 2024 class. Seeing as how you got four offensive linemen and three running backs, um, and three very different running backs. On a quick aside, but you got to feel pretty good about what you have coming to you especially with the armstrong twins um which gets us into our assignment for this friday is seeing probably the the best offensive lineman in the class right now question mark of uh four-star new palestine offensive tackle ian moore and i'm very excited to see him play friday yeah, I, I'm intrigued because this is a guy who at one point was one of the top offensive linemen in the class, has since for some reason taken a nosedive down those rankings. Um, I don't know if it's just because he's committed and doesn't do a lot of camping. I don't know if it's because he's just committed and doesn't really have a lot to say because he's committed. Uh, but sometimes these guys just get lost in the shuffle where these guys who are making uh, you know, top 15s turn to top 12s, turn to top 10s, turn to top 8s, top 5s, then top 3s, and then, oh, on signing day, you make a decision and along the way, the hype builds. So then you're gaining traction in the rankings. I don't know if that's the case or if Ian Moore really has just slid down or if other guys are just 
rising up to the challenge of being, you know, division one prospects, but it's crazy to me that he's fallen this much. And so I'm excited to see him in person um, and get to do a little bit of evaluating. You know, do I know everything about high school offensive line play? No, but uh, you know, if it's an Ohio state offensive lineman, uh, I'll know him when I see him. I like to think. And uh, I I think if Ian Moore pops out, then I'll be a little more, uh, confident in this group even if they don't add you know one of those other big targets out there for the offensive line yeah I mean Ian Moore is a guy that's 6'6 he's pushing 300 pounds if he's not 300 pounds already you talk about uh the camp cycle and yeah not not big camp off season for Ian Moore but you know what he went to the camps that mattered and those were the day camps at Ohio State uh so just so he can have the opportunity already to get work with Justin Fry, Mike Seleni, be around Ryan Day, uh, Mark Pantone, some of the other, you know, staff members on the on the recruiting side anyway. Um, and that to me speaks volumes. That to me, quite honestly, being someone that covers Ohio State recruiting, that to me is more important than him going to like an Under Armour camp or something like that. Uh, and I think there's a little bit of confidence that has to come with that you know he's committed to ohio state already um and if he's going to put in the extra work and you know leave his hometown and do all these things he's only going to go to the place where he's going to spend the next three to four years at which is a pretty smart play in my opinion on the Moore family um but yeah i'm excited to see him um this friday his high school team is 0-2 right now after going to a state championship appearance or regional championship appearance pretty far in the playoffs last year. Uh, and I texted both you and Andy back from this on Sunday or Monday uh, saying that New Palestine ran for 312 yards last week and lost. So I am I am very excited to see just how Ian Moore plays. Um and I'm also excited on, on a little personal note. I do believe this is the first uh, recruiting road assignment that, that we have had. I don't think we did one last year. Yeah, uh, we didn't. Uh, it's going to be nice to be able to get back on the road to go cover the Buckeyes, see a recruit along the way, and probably find something uh, to eat that's bad for us but good for the, the soul. Um, I would bank on that, actually. That's, that's absolutely what's going to happen. Uh, on Friday evening, heading into Saturday as the Buckeyes go to Bloomington. If you need tickets for that trip to Bloomington and Ohio State, uh, go to GameTime.co or the GameTime app. That is the best place to go for your tickets. The GameTime app is the place. Uh, if you buy a ticket on GameTime, Matt, I don't know if you know this. Stop me if you know this, but actually don't stop me. Uh, if you buy a ticket on the GameTime app and then you find a, a competing app or, or competing, not competing, competing app, that has a cheaper ticket in that like same area or same row game time will refund you 110% of the difference. So you just get them. It's basically a price match and then some, and that's the glory and the beauty of what the game time app does. And right now you can make sure that you take full advantage of the game time app by using the promo code Buckeyes when you buy your first tickets uh, and you get $20 off your first purchase. That's, that's insane. Use the code Buckeyes, get $20 off your first purchase. Of course, terms apply to all of this. Terms always apply, Matt. There's nothing anybody can do about it. Terms do apply, but the game time app, 110% the difference. If you find a cheaper ticket somewhere else, $20 off your first purchase if you use the promo code Buckeyes. If you want to go watch Ohio State at Indiana, gametime.co and the game time app are the place 
to go. Matt, before we head to Bloomington, um, well, actually Indianapolis, before we head to the airport uh, in Indianapolis, not to fly anywhere. It's just where the where the hotel arrangements are. I'm not flying to Indy from Columbus. I, I think they'd put me on a, a little puddle jumper. Uh, might have to take your Midwestern card away from you if you did might, that. Might have to fertilize some crops on the way there uh, in one yeah. of those little planes. Um, Ohio State kicks off the season on Saturday. Um, by the time people listen to this, no, it'll come out Thursday morning, Thursday, uh, before the college football season officially gets underway. Week zero doesn't count. Don't tell me week zero counts. Come on. Well, well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Week zero, it did count. Not in the way we wanted it to count, but it did count. Yeah, it didn't count the way I wanted it to, so week zero doesn't count. You can't fool me on football. Week zero doesn't count. Uh, So, Ohio State getting ready to kick off the 2023 season. So, Letterman Rowe has to do some predicting, Matt. Um, This is how the game – we're going to play a game. Who wants to play a game? This is how the game is going to go. I want everyone to know I have no idea what's going on right now. We each have to give a – goal for Ohio State on the recruiting trail over the next 12, 13 weeks. So the biggest goal or biggest storyline for Ohio State recruiting over the next 13 weeks. And then, then, and then only after the goals have been stated clearly and concisely, will we each give a bold prediction on something that is going to happen in Ohio State recruiting over the course of the next 13 weeks and then, to cap it off, we're going to give where Ohio State finishes in the on three industry rankings uh, in the 2024 recruiting class. Wow. Is that fun? This is, this is the rest of, of my year, of the 2024 cycle right here that we're talking about. That's the fun of the game. Let's yeah. play the game. So, as, as avid letter, Letterman Row readers know, Say that five times fast. Uh, at the beginning of every month, I do come out with offensive and defensive goals and priorities. And so I'm still working my way through the September ones as we speak. But looking at that, I think the biggest and most important thing right now is going to be the defense. Uh, this is a defensive class that has eight commits right now. Um, and you got two on the defensive line. You got you got 10 stars on the defensive line. So, like, that is that is okay, you know. Uh, and then you have the two linebackers, Garrett Stover, Peyton Pierce, three cornerbacks, and one safety. So, quick math says two plus two plus four is eight. Uh, and that's not going to be enough. And really and truly, it's on the defensive line, and it's – on the back end, specifically in the safeties room, because that cornerback group is pretty solid. Um, And I think the most important priority and goal is making sure that Larry Johnson, Perry Eliano, Jim Knowles, Ryan Day, Mark Pantone, and the entire scouting department identify and keep track of targets that are continuing to just go like this um keeping my ear to the ground on that on that safety on that safety room on the safety board if you will uh that's that's been a little tricky to kind of figure out only because ohio state is also trying to figure it out and that's definitely a position where you need to take 
two or three safeties every year, no matter what. And then a defensive line, we've talked about this at length, that you got to get four or five, maybe even six in this cycle. And I don't know if, if six is going to happen. I don't know if five is going to happen. Uh, at, at this current juncture, four feels like kind of a, a tough stretch here. Um, but I'm really interested in seeing how how they scout. How are, are they going to turn their head into some in-state guys that they maybe had had on the fence, and now they're going to be like, okay, we we just need bodies, and they're not going to take people to take people. I want that to be perfectly clear. But people rise in their senior year. You know, a perfect example of that is Josh Mickens last year. Uh, He was freaky in Indianapolis, uh, if you will, at Lawrence Central and then flipped on signing day. Or no, he was decommitted at the time. Um, Who among us was freaky in Indianapolis, though? To each their own, I suppose, there. My point here is the priority is going to be just having the most thorough scouting and evaluating of the defensive line, of the safeties, because those are two positions of need and you cannot miss. You've already missed on guys that are well-known. You cannot make any more misses, no matter what the ranking and rating of these guys are. If Ohio State thinks someone like Dominic Kirks is a player, go out and get him. If you think someone like uh, Tarion Nichols, uh, the cornerback commit at Cincinnati Withrow uh, committed to Kentucky now playing safety. If you think that's someone that's a player, go out and get him. You know, now is not the time to sit back and really be like, are we sure about this? Like if you are sure, don't let a shadow of doubt creep in your mind, go out and get him. I'm going to be big, dumb football guy. My goal for the year, keep Jeremiah Smith committed. I think that's – That is big, dumb football guy. Big, dumb football guy says keep Jeremiah Smith committed. I don't think Ohio State fans have anything to worry about. Um, but Miami just hired a an air raid offensive coordinator. That Miami passing attack looks good this year. There's a possibility it does. Tyler Van Dyke's a good quarterback. Shannon Dawson, decent offensive coordinator who runs the air raid. If that Miami offense looks good, there's going to be pressure to go to Miami. If Florida State has the Florida State season, we expect, which Andy Baxter has him winning the national championship. Are you kidding me? Uh, the Mike Norvell pressure on Jeremiah Smith is going to be real. He's going to want Jeremiah to come to Ohio State or come to Florida State. Keep Jeremiah Smith committed. I, I you have if you're going to keep up this recruiting pipeline and even elevate it at wide receiver, he's the guy. I, I, that's like the ultimate recruiting win if 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 you get him because he's supposed to, supposedly the best high school pro- wide receiver prospect since what Julio Jones. Um yeah. Not a bad that's weapon to have. Say. Not a bad weapon to have. Uh just just one man's opinion. Uh keep him committed and I think we can just uh end that because that's that's the goal. You you, you got him already. Keep him committed. Yeah. I uh I like that. I like that. Uh, only because for the next, it's as we record this, August 31st. Um, signing day isn't until mid December. And I promise you, 
there are going to be a million and one stories of Jeremiah Smith being in Tallahassee, being in Gainesville, being in Coral Gables. Uh, and look, those are, those are three programs that have kind of stunk for some time. Florida state has, there, there's some optimism about Florida state. They had 10 wins last year, but, uh, they have a tough week one assignment that I'm picking LSU to win in the first place. So oh, let's fight. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I have complete confidence in in Ryan Day and Brian Hartline to make sure that nothing funky happens. Funky is the word of the day for me. Make sure nothing happens with that recruitment, uh, only because I don't see Ryan Day and Brian Hartline leaving Ohio State, and that's really the only reason why Jeremiah Smith would decommit. So. Then it's settled. He won't decommit, and my goal was correct. Okay. I, I, have, I have said that, so. <laughs> Bold prediction time. Matt, this is the big one for you. You are the recruiting expert. I'm just a dumb football guy. You are the recruiting expert. Tell me what you are boldly predicting about this Ohio State class, and if you take mine, I will be a big sad boy. Mm, well, if I take yours, does that make me a big dumb football guy, or does that make you allegedly smart? I know. That's a big question. Who's the same? Uh, okay. Bold prediction here. Uh, we said bold, right? Bold. But I, bold. I mean, it has to be within, like, you know, Ohio State takes back Dylan Rayola. No. I mean, that's, you know, no. like, you no. know, something reasonable. Like, if I go on bold predictions on Friday at lettermanrow.com, make sure you watch that video, guys. It's fun. And Matt's going to have one on the site as well. Uh, didn't wasn't a part of the video, but if like if I if I was like Kyle McCord's gonna throw for six hundred yards and seven touchdowns and Ryan Day's gonna crown him the Heisman Trophy winner after the game, they'd be like, "Well, what are you doing, man?" Um, I I my prediction's pretty bold, so I'm gonna see how spicy you got with this thing, Matt. Is it like sriracha or is it like habanero or how are we feeling here? Maybe maybe a little ghost pepper. I don't know. Anyway, I have uh. A capital underlined italicized bold, and that's Ohio State's going to get both Brandon Baker and Jordan Seaton. I don't know how, uh, but I think I just took your bold prediction. That's what it looks like. Well, I got. I it. sure did. I got. I sure did. Let me. Let me have. Let me, let me offer some qualification onto my prediction, and okay. then. As you think about maybe yours coming up with one, uh, I'll start off with Jordan Seaton. Actually, uh, I currently have a prediction in the recruiting prediction machine over at On Three that Ohio State is going to land him. And for the longest time, I put that prediction in March, I think, March, somewhere in there in the spring, and uh, kind of seemed like that I was going to look like a big dummy. Um, because Ohio State and Seton, a four-star tackle down at IMG, formerly St. John's from the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, it looked like the, those two were had split, and for a while they were. But now they're back, uh, all the way back. And that relationship with Seton and Justin Fry is just it, – it's deep. I mean, that is a very important relationship for Ohio State. And you have other schools in the mix now that Ohio State has been out of the picture. Uh, but I 
I've I can realistically see Ohio State uh landing Jordan Seaton just based on on the past, uh the present, and what they can showcase him on the future. Ohio State had three offensive linemen leave for the NFL and all three of them made the 53 man roster. Uh, and one season of Justin Fry being there and developing these guys. That's pretty impressive, uh, especially for someone like Luke Whipler, who many thought and kind of expected to return for another season. And yet he still made the 53-man roster of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so you have to tip your cap to Justin Fry for getting one season with those guys and then sending them off. Uh, and then when you look at Brandon Baker, that's – that's the tougher one of, of this quote-unquote package duo, not package duo, because they're not a package duo, but in this prediction they are. Uh, Ohio State's battling Texas. They're battling Oregon. Uh, and really and truly, uh, Nebraska is hosting him for an official visit. We'll see if Matt Rule and company can do anything with that. Uh, but I think this is going to come down to Texas – and Ohio State, and where's your playing time going to come if you go to Texas? You know, they just stock up on offensive linemen. Uh, Whereas at Ohio State, when you're the number one offensive tackle in the country in your given cycle, uh, there's room to play. You can come in and make some noise. Look at Luke Montgomery. Look what he has done. We're expecting him to play Saturday. What, whatever he's going to play, though, we don't know. But my point there is relationships are what is what's driving both of those recruitments for Ohio State. And I, I just I boldly think that Ohio State can get both of them. Interesting. Um, I like it. Obviously. Uh, I'm not stalling because I don't have a prediction. <laughs> uh, but I I do like it. Uh, so my bold prediction goes into the actual team um, on the field right now, I guess sat- starting Saturday, uh, and how it relates to recruiting. Um, I think Ohio State's going to get the spatula out um, at you know in the coming months. Um, you know, yeah. I love flipping burgers. Ohio State loves flipping eight seventeen year olds. Um, so you know, we're uh, Ohio State's going to finish with a top ten defense in the country. Uh, I am in the tank for this defense. I think it's going to be very good. Uh, so give me Ohio State flipping two, at least two power five defensive prospects from other schools currently committed. I don't know where that's going to come from. Does it come on the defensive line? If it did, it would have to be one of those top, top end defensive ends. Does it come from the linebacker room where, you know, one of the guys who was high on their board previously, they kind of revisit it once they start to be able to pitch, look at what our defense is. Uh, it's not going to come from the cornerback room because that's kind of a lockdown position. Uh, But I wouldn't be surprised if it comes from the safety room at all. Um, And a power five commit that could mean anybody from, you know, uh, an in-state guy who's committed uh, in in the big 10 all the way up to uh, the number one safety in the country, KJ Bolden, who it's going to be. Don't ask me right now because I'm kind of scrambling as far as the, uh, the, the bold prediction aspect go, but I I stumped them people. I stumped him. I mean, this was going to be my backup all along, but I think like Ohio State's defense will be able to sell itself uh, after this year. And it hasn't done that in a long, long time. Uh, Even in the 2019 season, you couldn't really sell the Ohio State defense because Jeff Halfley instantly left. 
And that was a problem for the recruit on the recruiting trail. They had to talk guys into staying. They had to, you know, try to hold on and didn't get to keep Clark Phillips, who's now in the NFL. So like flipping is going to be important for Ohio State. And if they don't get to these guys, then that's fine because you know, this is a program that's showing that it's evolving, it's willing to go to the transfer portal. Uh, but you'd still like to be able to use that developed tier mantra rather than go into the portal. But if you have to, go ahead. Uh, if you don't get these flips, go ahead. But I think Ohio State will be able to find a way to flip at least two Power Five committed prospects by the end by signing day. Um, that's my story, and I am sticking to it, Matt. What what say you? Uh, final recruiting rankings. Ohio State still sitting in the second slot right now behind the Dogs. Um, where will those Bucks end up, Matt? When it on uh, December signing day, where will the Buckeyes be in the team team rankings? I still don't think Ohio State is going to win their long-awaited recruiting crown. Uh, I think Ohio State's going to finish second. I, I like Ohio State finishing with the second-best class in the country, something they haven't done since probably 21. If I, I think that class finished at number two overall. Um, Ohio State just that, – that offensive class is, is done, minus – Two and a half pieces because maybe Ohio State takes a fourth wide receiver. Maybe they don't. Um, you're still missing at least one more tackle. Uh, and then that defensive class has some question marks. And if you're going to, if you're not able to get the high ranking guys uh, and you have to take maybe some lower rated guys, that's going to affect your ranking overall. Um but Ohio State is so top-heavy, you look at the highest-rated guys in their class, I mean, and it's ridiculous. They have Jeremiah Smith, Mylon Graham, Aaron Nolan, Justin Scott, Edric Houston. Right there, that's five five-stars. Um, so they're they're very top-heavy. Uh, but I, I just – I can't see them passing Georgia without some outside help, which can happen in recruiting. But uh, I'm going to say Ohio State takes second. Second, huh? Uh, I'm going to go third. I think He's jumping them. I think either Florida state or Alabama is going to jump them. Um, because those, those teams are going to take more guys. And so you're going to have a bigger sample size to select from. I know the on three on three does it a little differently where it's based on the amount of, you know, top end guys and things like that. But I mean, it's still like you take 28, 29 guys and they're, they're going to pop, you know, Alabama does this thing where it's like, oh, Rutgers is ahead of Alabama in the recruiting rankings. And that's in like March. And then all of a sudden, like November comes around, it's like Death Star Bama's added again. And they've added like four or five stars in the last 30 minutes. You know what I'm talking about? Like that, that thing. Yeah. Where you're, yeah. Oh, Northwestern's ahead of Alabama in the recruiting rankings. This is hilarious. Screenshot it, put it on Twitter. Well, actually, big dumb football guy, Alabama's really freaking good at this thing. And they're good at recruiting. And so uh, they're going to yeah. 27, 28 guys. They're going to do it the way that they always do. They're going to climb in the rankings as the season goes on. And I think they're going to end with the number two class. Ohio State's going to have a ridiculously loaded recruiting class with multiple, multiple five stars and still probably end up in the third spot. I think – and that's just looking at, like, the class ranking, right, like the yeah. class score. But you look at the metric that matters, the average player rating in that class, and that's where I think Ohio State will be number one because yeah. they're number one right now. And if they end up only taking 25 guys, I think that player rating, the average player rating is going to be the best in the country, which is 
a true indication of how good a class is. La- in the 2023 cycle, Ohio State only took 20, 21, somewhere in there. I can't remember the number off the top of my head. Uh, and they were like, they were the number four class in the country, but their average player rating was second. And we're seeing that come to fruition because you guys are writing stories about Malik Hartford maybe starting as a true freshman. Carnell Tate is going to play meaningful snaps against Indiana. Uh, Arvell Reese is on special teams. Luke Montgomery is going to have a role. So that average player rating is so important, and that will be number one for Ohio State at the end of the 2024 cycle. You know what, Matt? You're number one at Letterman Row for recruiting. Uh, You're number one. One of one, I should clarify. One of one's the best there is. One of yeah. So, uh, great job. Classic Indiana, three thirty on CBS Saturday. Uh, if you can't get there using the Game Time app or GameTime.co, use that promo code Buckeyes for twenty dollars off. Your first purchase terms apply. Just watch on CBS, or you can follow LettermanRow.com. We'll have full updates of that. We'll have full updates of Ian Moore Friday night before we head to Bloomington for uh, that clash between the Buckeyes and the Hoosiers. Ian Moore taking on. I don't know who he's playing. It doesn't really matter. He's an Ohio State offensive line commit. He could be going against anybody, and I'd watch. Uh, we'll be there. Full coverage. Like I said, Matt Parker on the other side of that screen. I am Spencer Holbrook. Friday night, high school action. Saturday, Ohio State football. Sunday, full fallout reaction. Whatever happens during the Buckeyes game, during Ian Moore's game, we'll have it all covered at LettermanRoad.com. Go there right now, 50% off a year subscription. That's $50 for a year. That is crazy. That's than a dollar a week. I mean, I, you spend That's like pretty nice. for a cup of coffee once. It's less yeah. than a dollar a week, or you can just use that one dollar and get one month for a dollar. And if you sign up, I promise you won't regret it. Uh, we'll make the most of that month. Um, uh, yeah, that's the show, Matt. Thank you for playing the game. I really appreciate you playing the game. Did I win? Yes, because you took all you took all of my predictions. You pays win. to be first. It, does, right. it, it pays to be first, it pays to be best. He's the best on the Ohio State market covering recruiting. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the latest Letterman Lounge. We will see you guys back next week for another episode where we break down the Buckeyes recruiting efforts. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if you're first bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 
1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.